K-Town Cowboys Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the K-Town Cowboys Podcast. Danny Cho here. Uh, currently, it is 2.30 a.m. here in Korea, and it is still fucking, fucking hot. Um, I am, uh, I'm sweating. Hi. Uh, as, uh, as always, if I'm, uh, if I'm here by myself, uh, then I will have to do it through Facebook Live, and so hopefully the, uh, wa- the, wa- the viewers, the watchers, the viewers will keep me company. Um, it's been an interesting week for me. Uh, number one, it's been um, unbearably humid here in Korea. It's my first real summer here in Korea, so I've been um, trying to figure it out and dealing with it. And I thought the last month was, uh, wasn't was that bad, but I was, uh, I mean, I, I, let me rephrase. I thought last month was pretty bad, but... It's getting worse, and it's getting hotter, uh, and I am. Uh, I'll say I'll I'll say this much: I have. I've perspired more in the last month, more than uh, I've had all of last year when I was in the states. And yes, the AC is on full blast always now in my house. So uh, I can't wait to get um, destroyed by the uh, electric power bill um, once this month is over. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really looking forward to that. But oh well, it's too unbearable. Got to do it, right? Uh, so let's see, what's been going on with me? Uh, yesterday, I did um, a comedy show with uh, some fairly well-known comedians here in Korea. Mm. And to be honest, the show was not that good. <laughs> um, you know, it was a, you know, so um, this theater, uh, they're trying to do stand-up comedy. Um, the Koreans, they're trying to hire uh, somewhat well-known Korean comedians to try stand-up comedy. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't marketed properly, yada, yada, yada. So there weren't, I would say about, I did two shows, and there's about 40 to 50 people uh, in each show, which isn't bad, but, you know, it could have been better um, in terms of turnout. But more importantly, uh, in between shows, one Korean comedian who I was a fan of when I uh, uh, met him, or not when I met him, but when I was in the States, I was watching a lot of Korean variety shows, and um, I was a fan of uh, this person, and then so I was kind of excited to do a show with him, although this person has zero, zero stand-up comedy experience, and so I, you know, I'm, you know I met him before the show, uh, I mean, he wasn't like, he wasn't a dick or anything, but you know, he wasn't particularly nice either. He was just, you know, it was just normal, which is fine. So after the first show, uh, he did not really do any stand-up. He was kind of doing some crowd work, and he was, uh, 
just kind of sh shitting on everybody. And then afterwards, uh, after the show, um, he goes on to talk to me about why stand-up comedy in Korea will not work, in his opinion. Uh, and as a matter of fact, he was trying to give me advice on what types of material I should be doing. Now, um, that made me, that fucking infuriated me. Although, you know, if I was back home, I could tell him to go fuck himself, but I couldn't because, um, you know, my management company's heads were there and all that, so I had to, I had to behave, which, which kind of sucks. I mean, you know that phrase, you should never meet your heroes. This person is not my hero by any means, but uh, how do you say? He's he was somebody that I was like, oh, I think this guy would be cool to hang out with. And unfortunately, he uh, was, not, not, I don't want to say he's an asshole, but he basically shat on stand-up comedy in general. And, like, he kind of looked down on it, right? So I was like, yo, fuck this guy, really. Um, and, uh, but it, it got me to think about, about how Koreans, um, how the Korean audience would feel about stand-up. Now, I mean, I've been doing stand-up here for, what, about seven months now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the crowds are hit or miss. I mean, at the comedy club, I think people come because... They are familiar with what stand-up comedy is, so they would come. But for the most part, the majority of Korean people are not familiar with stand-up comedy. Matter of fact, they're more um, used to the, uh, how do you say, like sketch, sketch comedy type of um, format, which, which kind of was the only type of comedy here in Korea in term, on TV, right? So... Um, and this guy is is a uh, veteran of that format, and so he was kind of shitting on uh, basically things like, um, you know, you shouldn't um, tell dirty jokes, or you shouldn't, uh, you know, do this, or you shouldn't. Uh, not not necessarily to me, but to another guy, he was like, oh, you should be more humble in your approach, and you shouldn't be more, uh, you know, you give off this, like, kind of, I'm better than you vibe, and, and, um, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude, and, and, and matter of fact, he was saying, instead of doing stand-up comedy, where it's like, you know, a lineup of people, where they have a variety of topics, we should, like, set up a topic where this comedy show is just gonna all, be all about the topic of love, you know, and I'm like, man, like, I just, uh, I, I wanted to throw him through a fucking window, but I could not, you know, uh, which which kind of sucks. Um, and from there, I actually learned a Korean word. It, the Korean word that I learned is um, it's called konde. And what konde means is like, you know, when um, especially it, it refers to more like like older people that 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 think that they know life or they have lived life that they will give you unwanted and unwarranted advice you know that's basically what a konde is and um you know you should live like this you should do that but yada 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 and uh yeah that's what 
This guy was being a fucking conde. Now, but 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 again, it makes me think about what you know how stand-up comedy uh, will be accepted here in Korea because, I mean, in in one in to a certain dis, uh, to a certain degree, I mean, he is familiar with what a lot of Korean uh, viewers uh, think. You know, uh, he's aware because you know he's he's been on. TV for more than a decade, you know, and uh, and so it, it got me to think, man, dude, like, uh, it, how long will it take for stand-up comedy to be, you know, more accepted as an art form here in Korea? And to be honest, I don't know. I I mean, you know, it it, it kind of bummed me out, you know. And, and on top of that, it was because I didn't necessarily have a great set. On top of that, I mean, it. I didn't bomb per se, but yeah, I on a scale of one to ten, I probably gave myself a three yesterday. Uh, and um, and usually, uh, you know, when I first started out stand up comedy, I, I was told never blame the audience, and so I shall not, I shall not blame the audience for my. Uh, for my uh, bad performance. Matter of fact, uh, this whole weekend on Friday, I also had a gig at the comedy at not at a different place at the comedy club, and uh, I was uh, I was testing out I was testing how far I can push it. I can I was I was thinking, hey, can I be uh, dirtier? You know, like more more dirty than what I normally am on Korean stages. So I kind of pushed it. I pushed it. Kind of far. I was talking about, like, why, why, um, why is it okay for women to uh, shit on guys about dick size, but men never shit on women about vagina size? You know. And then I talked about how uh, I had uh, sex with a woman who had two kids, uh, and she gave birth naturally, and so uh, yeah. Um, and I talked about the cab, her cavernous vagina. That sounds weird. Cav, cavernous vagina. Yes, that's what I was talking about. I know it wasn't gonna go well, but I was just curious to see. So, so the audience was uh, was not happy about that either, which which I'm fine with um, because you know it was just me seeing how far can I push this crowd. The lesson is. It can't push Korean audiences too far in terms of dirtbaggery, right? Uh, so yeah, that was a little, but you know, I mean, it don't feel good to 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 bomb a few times, you know what I mean? So yeah, this whole weekend, I ate shit on stage. I completely, hey, Shane Yoon's watching. Hey, buddy. Um, Shane, uh, Shane, for those that aren't familiar, um, is one of the main actors of K-Town Cowboys. And uh, he is, uh, I mean, you know, when we first started this podcast, he was, uh, he was, he was one of the guys. Shane and Peter and I, we started the K-Town Cowboys podcast together. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, depending on how you look at it, um, I moved to Korea. And so... 
we no longer can do the podcast with the original group. And so I decided, hey, let's do it with the other main guy of Cape Town Cowboys that lives in Korea, which is, who is Bobby. But unfortunately, Bobby is currently busy. Um, well, again, not unfortunately. Depends on how you look at it, fortunately. He is busy uh, promoting uh, his movie, Fiction and Other Realities. It is... Uh, has been premiering at the the Asian International Film Festival in New York. And then, I guess it's this month, on the 10th, 11th, and 12th, he will be at the Chechen Film Festival. Uh, it's a music and film festival, kind of like the South by Southwest of Korea. Right? So, big shout-outs to big phony Bobby Choi for his, uh, for his movie. So, if you guys have a chance, go check it out. I mean, it's not still in the festival runs, but once it gets distribution, all you motherfuckers should check it out. Uh, So here I am uh, in Korea by my lonesome. Uh, uh, Shane asks, do you have a girlfriend now? Uh, No, I do not. I am am currently single. My uh, Tinder game has, uh, I've kind of, Put a hold to it because I was just more swamped with doing stand-up. Will Legal's sub hustler, what up, brother? Any good dating stories? <clears throat> okay, I'll give you a dating story. Um, I uh, I um, was describing. Uh, I was I was well. It wasn't, I don't know if it was a date per se, but I, uh, a girl that I, I picked up after a show. Um, and my material, I mean, she was kind of drunk. And my material at the time was talking about um, the grooming methodologies of Korean women. You know, now, uh, stereotypically, uh, Korean women don't fully uh, groom. Hey, Connie, me and the kids say hi. Hi, Connie, Will, and the kids. Um, uh, my boy Howard goes, what's up, young greetings from Gangnam. Uh, anyway, anyway, so uh, I was talking about the grooming methodologies. Now, again, stereotypically, Korean women uh, don't fully or don't really groom down there, but Within the few years that I've been here, many uh, places, uh, many waxing facilities have uh, have um, have popped up all over Korea. So I talked about that, and I said, "Ladies, Korean ladies, please, uh, if you're obviously you're not doing it for me, but I, if you were doing it for me, uh, I would not like you to fully." fully waxed down there, you know, um, because, you know, it looks like I might get salmonella if I eat it, right? Uh, However, uh, a little trim, a little groom, grooming, you know, that's cool. And this drunk girl, uh, yes, like like a little Hitler mustache down there, right? And so, uh, so... She after the show, she was like, "Hey, do you want to see my uh, my my grooming?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." 
and uh, so uh, I went to her place, and uh, it was funny. She showed <laughs> she she showed me like her uh, uh, her grooming um, methodology. It was nice. It had it was like a little Dorito chip, you know, like a upside down triangle, which I'm a which I'm a fan of. Um, and uh, yeah, um, so I proceeded to investigate the Dorito chip more. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, we are not really like a thing. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think, I mean, to answer Shane's question about dating, like, I, I still don't really understand the Korean dating, Korean girl dating dance. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they have different expectations uh, than, um, say, a Western woman would, you know? And uh, they're very dramatic. I mean, if you, uh, anyone that's been to Korea, like, especially if you go past any big subway station, like the exits, you'll see a couple fighting. And it's usually, usually the girl looking sad and the guy just looking like, you know, just annoyed. And they clearly have been arguing. Sometimes, you know, if they're drunk, they're going to yell at each other, you know. And the curse words are, I was like, wow, Korean curse words are pretty, pretty harsh. Calling, you know, dude calling, you know, her like a fucking shangyun and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow. And I, you know, I don't know. Like, do you think, do you think, a relationship is re- re- reparable, repairable, uh, fixable. Is that a word? I don't know. If, like, you get into such a blowout fight where you're calling your girl a fucking, you know, like a harsh word. Not even like a bitch. I think bitch is not that harsh anymore, right? But we're talking like the the nuclear C word, which is, you know, cunt. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you're, uh, ladies, if you're watching and... And uh, and you would call your boyfriend or you know whatever your fiance calls you a cunt, and you uh, retaliate and say something whatever whatever the nuclear word for a dude is. I don't know. I mean, I've been called a lot of things and none of them really offend me, right? Shane says, but the makeup sex must be insane. I think it'll be even funny. It'd be funnier. If during the makeup sex, they're still using the terms that set them off in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So that way it kind of lessens the blow of these words. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for example, if, if, if she says, if, I mean, if, if he calls her a shangyun and he calls him a shibaru or whatever, right? And then they're like, oh, okay, afterwards they have makeup sex. And then, but those same words are used during coitus or um, butt naked hugging, whatever. I think it'll boom. It'll uh, it'll it'll take the sting out of the words, and maybe just maybe, like like the like the Pavlov dogs style. Every time you hear that word, your dick gets hard. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Uh, but clearly, I, I, I really don't understand, um, yeah, like, 
the girl, uh, the girl with the Dorito chip, uh, Dorito chip pubes, right? That's a fucking fucked up name, right? Um, she, we weren't even dating really, and she was uh, mad that I wouldn't text her often to see if like how she was doing. Uh, and and you know, and and for those that know me, I am fucking terrible at um, texting or calling people. Just I'm like, eh. I mean, a part of me, you know, uh, a part of me wants to just, how do you say it? I want to be alone, but I don't want to be by myself, if that makes any sense, you know? Uh, Shane asked, she just wanted to show you her grooming, so innocent, right? No, it wasn't innocent. Um, I investigated with uh, other, I, I investigated her grooming with other parts of my body. How about that? I don't want to get grotesque, you know what I mean? But yeah, uh, let's just say that there was some DNA exchanged, all right? Uh, uh, Howard goes, not to your peoples, though. You respond to all peoples. All right. Uh, and Shane goes, yeah, fool, I got to watch you on Facebook Live 11 a.m. Sunday to catch up. Well, it's not like you're going to church, motherfucker, so who gives a shit, right? <clears throat> oh, since uh, Howard is watching, uh, Howard and, and his sister Sharon are in town. Sharon, uh, a, a, a wonderful friend of mine from back in the days. Uh, congratulations on your uh, wedding. I'm so sorry I could not make it. Uh, I was super busy that whole, this whole weekend, really. Uh, and uh, congratulations Hopefully I get to see you before you bounce. Um, and if not, safe travels. Love you guys. Uh, so speaking, oh, another thing I did over the weekend is um, the Koreans call it propil charyeok, which is um, it's basically a photo shoot, right? Um, a propil is a Korean way of saying profile. Right, so they, uh, so my company that I signed to, uh, wanted to, uh, um, uh, said that I needed to do a photo shoot so they can put it on their website as you know one of their fucking client lists or whatever. Right now, I haven't been on many photo shoots because look at my face, it's not like I'm gonna be a model for anything. The only thing I actually modeled, not modeled, but I was. I did a print ad job where I was on the uh, ads for the University of Phoenix, the online college. Yes, the online college. I was, which I don't know how many Asian people uh, actually uh, apply to the the uh, uh, the University of Phoenix. Not an actual, to me, to be honest, not an actual school. Mm, I believe. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to judge colleges or anything of that nature, you know, whatever college you went to. However, I don't believe that it is a real college if you can take your final in your underwear, right? Matter of fact, ain't a real college if, uh, 
You don't got a sports team. You don't have to play Division Division 1A. You can play fucking Division 10A or 10A, AAA or whatever it is. But if you don't have a jersey or a mascot, then you're not a real college. And uh, I guess me shitting on the University of Phoenix means I will never, ever do another print ad for the University of Phoenix. Anyway, that was a shitty tangent, but... I did what the Koreans call Popil Charyong. And uh, what that means is, like I said, it's a photo shoot. Now, I've taken headshots a few times in my life. Um, and uh, the Koreans, they, they want something different, man. It was a little different. Like, so, given that I am. Um, uh, extremely balding they decided to put hats on me but the thing is they didn't want me to wear like casual shit they wanted me in a suit you know they wanted me in um uh, what do you call it they wanted me in suspenders and given that i'm balding they, they didn't want to put a baseball cap on me don't make sense for them to put a baseball cap on when you're wearing a suit so they were putting me in fucking fedoras and top hats, like, you know what I mean? Like I was, like I'm a, like a, like I'm a reenactment actor in a, in a fucking Japanese fucking colonial time. Whatever. Wow, that was a fucking terrible, terrible, terrible ass um, description. I was watching Mr. Sunshine on Netflix, so. I look like one of them Japanese dudes that uh, are, have westernized suits and have like a fucking bowler's hat and shit like that. They're they're dressing me up in that. They put me in suspenders and like some fucking, um, what is it, like a Cuban hat, you know? Uh, and they wanted me to do like these expressions that were fucking corny and cheesy, you know? They were like, all right. But they gave me like a fake flower and be like, do something with it. And I'm like, I want to throw this at your face right now, right? <clears throat> I don't know how to do that shit. It's very awkward, so I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, the photo shoot lasted for about three hours. So hopefully, in those three hours, they got to pick, like, uh, four to five pictures that work. Wendell Louis says, go Violets, NYU Violets. Yeah, NYU is a college. It's a real college. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure if you have a sports team or whatever, but I'm sure you have a mascot, you know? You have you have buildings, you know? You have students that have backpacks that go to your campus. I was shitting on the University of Phoenix, Wendell. Uh, but, well, I shouldn't shit on them because I was, I did a print ad for them and I got paid. So I played... It was like this Asian dude on a computer, like, leaning in a cafeteria going, yes, I'm having great times at here at the University of Phoenix. Why am I shitting on the University of Phoenix so much? I should shit on DeVry, too, or ITT. They exist. Um, yeah, but, yeah, the thing about online colleges is that, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like, to me, college is not just about you know, taking finals and tests. I believe it is the experience of interacting with people 
um, on campus, similar in age. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like I always said, people in the U.S., you have a chance to go to college, go to college, but also if you have this the opportunity to go live in the dorm, you should too because um, it helps you interact with folks, you know what I mean, without a curfew and without, you know what I'm saying, it's the first time you're kind of semi-independent, you know, so do that. I don't know if any college kids are listening, but if you are, do that. Do it. Um, so yeah, that was my weekend. I did a photo shoot. I did uh, fucking two, com- well, three comedy shows. And uh, I-, I ate shit on all three of them. Which is weird, you know, like for stand-up comics, like if you have bad shows, that feeling stays with you until your next good show, right? The On the flip side, if you have a good show, that feeling stays with you the time you leave the club. So it's like, you know, if, if you think of it as a drug, it the high wears off right away, but the crash, that crash, ooh, that stays with you for a long ass time. Um, so, you know, I mean, for me right now, I, it makes me think about not only not only the crash, but, you know, after what that fucking dickhead comedian, you know, told me, it makes me go, God damn it. Is he right? Is, uh, is stand-up comedy uh, in Korean, is it going to work? You know, is it not going to work? Do I have to change up the whole format? Not, my, not necessarily just my material, but in essence, the whole... Uh, delivery system of what stand-up comedy is, you know, or do I just stick to my guns and, you know, of of my training and experience and um, push it in that direction, you know, Um, I don't know, I mean, there's things that he said that, that I was like, yo, like, you don't respect, he goes, this is what he said, basically he goes, Comedy in Korea, there is a formula, and you should stick to that formula, because people are uh, familiar with that formula. And I was like, what? So you want me to do something that everybody in the country, like, like they know what's going to happen, you know? So the formula is, should I just fall on my face and, you know, like, you know, draw, like, fake uh, what do you call it, boogers on my face, like the old school comedians here did, is that what I gotta do, gotta draw a mole, on my, a big ass mole on my face, huh, should I, uh, you know, uh, should I do, you know, should I do some Three Stooges shit, this, cause, cause that's the formula, a part of me wanna say, fuck off, dude, fuck off, you know, but again, they say never meet your heroes. Again, this guy was not my hero, uh, but you know I was a fan of him until yesterday. Uh, but but there's another incident. Not this is a little completely you know irrelevant to the comedy world, but uh, a few years back, um, I 
got casted to do be in a commercial uh, with Kobe Bryant. And given that I am a lifelong Laker fan, for those that don't know, my dad loved basketball. You know, he was a Laker fan. I watched the Lakers. Um, I I was such a Laker fan that I cried when Magic Johnson retired because uh, I thought he was going to die. You know what I'm saying? I cried and shit. You know? Um, and he didn't. Matter of fact, he's a part-time owner of the fucking Dodgers. He also, uh, you know, is a, what, a general manager of the Lakers. Anyway, so I did a, I did a commercial with Kobe. Big-time Kobe Bryant fan, right? And uh, met him. And he wasn't a dick. Like, he wasn't mean. But he wasn't cool either. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't nice. And, but, but the difference between meeting Kobe and this other guy is, I kind of expected that from Kobe. You know what I mean? Kobe never really came off as, like, like super friendly or whatever. Like, to me, Kobe just came off as this dude that's obsessed with basketball and winning. Uh, and so, yeah, I wasn't hurt. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't less of a Kobe fan after, after the commercial. I was like, yeah, man, I expected that. The differences between this guy and the comedian dude was I expected the comedian to, uh, be cool, respect comedy, love it in all forms of it. You know, uh, but he didn't. And um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is when you, maybe you shouldn't expect celebrities that you're a fan of uh, to be cool. If you set the bar low, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, if, you're, if you set the bar low in terms of expectations of meeting um uh, Korean celebrities or, or, or any celebrity for that matter, then you might not get disappointed. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I wasn't even surprised, but like, you know, when I, when I met Charles Barkley, that dude was fucking cool. Matter of fact, Charles Barkley is one of the, f- the few uh, celebrities that I met. I was like, I would love to party with Charles Barkley. He was fun. He was, you know, funny. He just wanted to hang out. He was overall just a cool dude. He, he, it, there's a thing about like when you, you, when you meet celebrities, some people have this like, some celebrities have this like, oh, like they're untouchable. You can't hang out with them. You can't really like rib them. You can't, you know, bust their chops. Charles was none of that. And uh, that's why I was like, yo, I became a bigger fan of Charles Barkley. I wasn't, you know, I'm a Laker fan, so I don't really, I didn't really care, care about Charles Barkley and <clears throat> his time on the Sixers or the Suns or the Rockets, you know. But that dude was cool. On the flip side, Michael Jordan. I don't know about everyone hanging out with Michael Jordan. I've, I mean, greatest basketball player of all time, arguably. Not my favorite. My favorite basketball player of all time is Magic Johnson. Hey, Brad. What's up, buddy? 
Matt Johnson um, is if I had to start an NBA franchise and I had to pick any player from throughout basketball history, I'm sure everybody would say LeBron James, but I shall pick Magic Johnson, the greatest point guard of all time. Good winner, too. I'm not going to shit on LeBron, man. Hello, Brad. Um, I'm not going to shit on LeBron. LeBron is a phenomenal basketball player, physically the most gifted. Uh, he's a freak of nature, and now he's a Laker. So I wish LeBron all the best. The Lakers um, have uh, their moves. They, they basically said, you know what? Let me get all the problem uh, the problem players that exist in the league, and let's put them on the Lakers. Rajon Rondo, Rajon, I don't know how you pronounce it. Rajon Rondo um, can't shoot for shit, but phenomenal, phenomenal uh, point guard. You know, Lance Stevenson likes to. He's funny to watch, man. You gotta love him. If you if you get on Instagram or YouTube, YouTube. Lance Stevenson, that motherfucker is hilarious. He's he's such a like a clown, on, 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 you know. But on top of that, though, you know he can ball, you know. And of course, who could forget when Lance is on the Pacers and he's blowing into LeBron James's ear? Who does that? You know what I mean? Like you know, like I'm all for like taunting and trash talking and all that shit, right? But blowing in the ear. Only Lance, man. Only Lance. Because um, that's not illegal. You know? Like, 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 Draymond Green for for a while was kicking dudes in the nuts every time he went up for a layup, right? He was kicking everybody in the nuts, right? Nutcracker Green, right? That motherfucker was doing that shit. That's dirty, you know? Um, you know, uh, sometimes trash talking can be a little overboard, like Kevin Garnett. That dude talks some talked a lot of harsh shit, you know. It wasn't about his game or whatever. He was just being disrespectful, you know, telling Carmelo Anthony that his wife tastes like what Honey Nut Cheerios or some some shit. That's 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 foul. But Lance Stevenson, he's just gonna blow in your ear, you know. And that might be an interesting move. It'll throw. I mean, it'll it'll throw me off. My game, you know what I mean? I don't know what game I have. Okay, here's the example. Let's say I'm doing stand-up comedy, except I have like a, a earpiece where someone's talking to me. And um, or not even talking to me. Let's say a crowd member just just gets on stage, and as I'm talking, I'm trying to ignore this crowd member. member. He's just blowing in my ear. He's just like, <sighs> you know what I mean? And then that bitch said, That'll totally throw me off. Throw me off. So that's good. That's, that's awesome. They also got Michael Beasley. I think he got caught uh, with weed in his system. Which is interesting because, speaking of marijuana in the NBA, 
I um I watched something where Matt Barnes is like a big advocate of marijuana. I think it was Matt Barnes and Katino Mobley and some other people. <clears throat> and he was saying that a lot of people in the league uh, were smoking weed when they were playing. And I was surprised by that. I mean, Lamar Odom, you know, and, and you know, Matt Barnes in particular was talking about how he used it to uh, cope with pain and anxiety, you know, and things like that. I mean, I'm sure it takes a basketball takes a toll on your body. You see the way people ice themselves up, like during after the games. I'm like, wow, it's a lot of ice, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I'm all for it, you know. So I don't I don't um, I don't count that against Michael Beasley. Um, who else they get? They got Javale Muggy. Uh, Javale. It's it's funny. I like that. Um, although, uh, you know, Shaq said he's not gonna put Javale Muggy on Shaq in a full. You know. Um, good for Javale. Javale's. Uh, you know, in the beginning, his rep was use. Uh, you know, a lot of dumb plays, but, you know. It's an int- I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say about the Lakers. Like, do I like Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and then LeBron, and then on top of that, the uh, the acquisitions they got, you know, and then the rookies, uh, uh, Mo Wagner, and uh, that other dude with the crazy name from Kansas, you know. And, oh, Luel Dane is still there. You know, I don't know. I know how I feel about it. Oh, and KCP, Contavious, Caldwell Pope. What a name. I'm interested in what the Lakers are going to do. Uh, do I think that they're going to beat the Warriors? Probably not. Uh, the, Lo- the Warriors play basketball like, like video game mode. Uh, I, I don't know if I said this before, but back, you know, maybe like five years ago when I was kind of like playing um, the NBA 2K series, I played like, I played my teams like the way the Warriors played. And I remember Andy Headright, who I was playing with, was like, dude, that's not real basketball. And now when I look at it, that's how the Warriors play. So maybe maybe I too can coach. I can't coach the NBA. I I, I don't I, I'm 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 for sure. I'm positive I can't coach the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's the Warriors, I might be able to be like, all right, guys, you guys do what you got to do. No, you know what? I take that back. I'm sure coaching is more than X's and O's. It's more ego management. It's more like you know bad cop, good cop, at the same time type of shit, you know, I don't know, but, uh, I'm, basically, long story short, I am excited for, for the Los Angeles Lakers, um, but they're not gonna be the Warriors, Warriors are gonna be champions again, then Kevin Durant's gonna leave, probably gonna go to whoever, he should probably go back to OKC, uh, but he won't. Because uh, Russell Westbrook is there. 
uh, wow, because Bobby's not here, it's it's a it's a sports a sports talk radio, which which uh, you know for the last few episodes I've been shitting on because I'm like who, who cares, right? But I don't know. I mean, uh, that's what I miss uh, about home. Like so, this week on the radio show uh, that I'm on. I have to uh, give hacks on com- combating homesickness. You know, uh, have I been homesick? Meh. I miss some of the people. I miss my family. Um, but do I miss? Do I miss LA? Eh, the weather, maybe. I miss driving. Not, 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 people might might find that a little bit uh, a little bit um odd because you know LA is known for horrific traffic, but but um there's AC in my car, you know, as opposed to here where you're taking the subways and the buses and you're walking and you're just sweating. Like I, I'm telling you, man. And um, deodorant. Uh, I mean, they exi- it exists in Korea, but not like readily available. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and they pronounce deodorant weird in Korea. They 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 deodorant deodorant. I think yeah, I think that's how they pronounce it. Deodorant. Yeah, sounds weird. Yeah. My Korean, my English has been fucking plummeting. My my pronunciation has been going to shit. Bobby was complaining that he can't speak English anymore because he's been out here for seven years. And I was like, what are you talking about? You barely speak any Korean here anyway. But I understand now. Like, I'm, I'm forgetting to, I'm, I'm starting to forget words, you know? Uh, and that's why I've decided to do more English stand-up comedy because I, f- I fear that I'm going to forget how to speak English and perform in English if I continue this route of just doing Korean stand-up comedy. You know? Can you imagine me? Because um, I'm, I'm a completely different person on stage in English and in Korean. In English, I'm kind of an asshole, kind of a smartass. You know? In Korean, I come off how do you say? I come off a little uh, nicer, uh, like not. I don't want to say innocent because I say you know some foul shit on stage, but you know, I, I say eh. They, I, I'm I'm more nice. I'm not an asshole in Korean, you know, on stage. Daniel J. Lee, what's up? What's up? Chukayan. <clears throat> Yeah, so um, I've been. Uh, I'm gonna do more gigs in in English because, you know, I like the last time when Esther Koo was here, and I I did like 20 minutes in front of her. I, I like the show went well, but my brain was kind of in shock because I was like, wait a minute, I don't need to translate any of this shit, you know. So that was cool, uh, but. It, it's 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 been tough to kind of switch back and forth, 
and I need to, you know, flex that or work out that muscle. Uh, because I don't work out any other muscles in my body, so the only ones that should work out are my English speaking and Korean speaking abilities uh, on stage, right? Uh, some updates. Mm, so on August 11th, I'll be doing a show with a Korean comedian here named Nam Hee Seok uh, for the Hongdae Comedy Week. Uh, at Rolling Hall, unfortunately, for those that want to get tickets, shit sold out. Uh, fortunately for me, uh, I don't have to do any PR because Nam Hee Seok is, you know, pretty damn famous here. So, uh, and I've seen him, you know, try out some stand-up uh, the last few weeks. It's going to be a fun show, you know. He has many, many funny, wacky stories about his life. And uh, can't wait. Um, and then, you know, and hopefully I get to tell uh, and show the audience what, I don't want to say, okay, it's going to sound a little bit cocky for me to say what real stand-up comedy is, but something that's closer to stand-up comedy than what he does. Because what he does isn't fully stand-up comedy. You know, what he does is he's going to tell a bunch of funny stories with no real punchline. I mean, there are, I guess, some punchlines, but there's the the mechanisms of stand-up comedy in terms of, you know, callbacks and premise and yada, 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 the misdirection, you know, it's not there, you know, but um, it's going to be a fun show. Um, and uh, pretty much every Saturday, I'll be performing at uh, JDB Square in Hongdae with Park Youngjin, who is a uh, fairly known comedian in Korea. He's on that show, Gegu Concert. And um, the other guy would be uh, Kim Dae. Um, uh, Kim Dae Young, he's, uh, he's also on Gegu Concert. He's like an OG. Uh, he's been doing a lot. And so every now and again, Kim Juno Young will be there from uh, Ilbak Il. Ilbak Il. Um, so, so yeah, go check that out if you guys are in Korea or if you know anybody in Korea, tell them to go check it out. Check out the JDB Square on uh, Saturdays. And then most Fridays, I will be at the Comedy Haven in Shinnonyeon in the Gangnam area. Uh, I've been watching... Um, and I, and I knew this was going to happen, but I've been watching uh, this show, Mr. Sunshine. Um, it's, well, it's available on Netflix, but I believe it's a TV, uh, TVN show. David Lee goes, uh, I heard you got signed to YG. No, I did not get to sign to YG. Uh, YG only signs famous people, and I am not that. Anyway, back to Mr. Sunshine. Um, I'm a, I'm a completist, you know what I'm saying? I'm a completist, so whether or not the show is good or not, I will, um, I will have to finish it now, because I am seven episodes deep, and I gotta fucking finish it. Unfortunately, instead of 
waiting for the show to end and watching it all at once. I've been watching it, you know, because they release it uh, on in Korea every Sunday, an episode, so on Netflix, so I gotta watch it that way. My thoughts on it. Um, Lee Byung-hun is a good actor. He's a good actor. Good-looking fool. I talked about it before. Impeccable, sexy-ass jawline. I like that shit. Um, the main actress, uh, I forgot her name, something. Teddy, I think. Teddy? Not Teddy, like Ruxpin, but like, or Pendergrass, or, wow, these are all old references. Um, but like, like Tay, Tay Re, that's how I would pronounce it. Not her, but the other one, the one with the big eyes, the one, if you don't know, she's Korean, but she, she has a Japanese name on the show. Uh, that's the one who I think is, is hot. She kind of, her eyes are, want, like, I think she has a lazy eye, but I don't know, something about that shit's sexy. Like, in that, in that, um, in that show, Descendants of the Sun, uh, of course, uh, Song Hye-kyo is a headliner in terms of hotness and famousness on the show, but the other girl, she had kind of a lazy eye going on. That shit was sexy. It's cute. Matter of fact, she uh, had a cameo role in this Mr. Sunshine uh, drama. If you see it, uh, the, the, the one of the bad things about Korean dramas, and I now I understand. Now I want I want white people, white people, to watch this show to understand what Asians feel like when they cast Asians. In American shows. So if you see a Korean show like Mr. Sunshine, where there requires a lot of foreign actors, particularly white people, to speak English because they're supposed to be American, a lot of them, one, are not good actors. Number two, they're not even, they don't even have an American accent, right? Now, I'm sure, for me, as an American, when I watch that shit, it bugs me a little bit. Now, I want the white execs in Hollywood to watch that show because if it bugs you and it makes your asshole pucker up every time you hear this supposed American dude speak with some sort of Russian accent. That's how we feel when you cast somebody that's supposed to be Korean and he's speaking Chinese. Ta-da! I doubt, I doubt that the Hollywood execs are going to watch that shit. But, like, I was like, this is how it fucking feels. And it's sad that I feel it in both directions. When I hear, when I hear K-pop, matter of fact, I don't understand why K-pop has to put English lyrics on there. A lot of times, it doesn't make any sense. And a lot of times, I don't even know what the fuck they're saying. You don't need to put English lyrics on there. You know what I mean? Now, they go, hey, we put English lyrics so that our foreign fans can sing along. I understand that. 
but if the if the official song official recording has terribly pronounced english then do you think that your foreign fans would be like yay for shut up baby it's supposed to be cheer up you understand what i'm saying like on the flip side think about it if like let's say a an american or a western uh music act because they want to try to get big in korea starts putting certain korean lyrics into their song but clearly they're not going to pronounce it properly right they're not going to pronounce like even you too i forget what song it is but they start off going uno dos tres catorce and i was like hey dude it's cuatro fool right how do you go from 1 2 3 to 14 like i don't understand that <clears throat> but you know you don't need to do it korea you don't korean k-pop management people if you want to put english make sure it sounds right you know what i mean now some groups do it okay it's it's you know it's audible i understand what they're saying it's not too bad but there's sometimes where it's like it's awkward, you know. It's, it just feels clunky the, the the lyrics, you know. And I'm like, you, you don't need to do that, man. Similarly to the Korean, uh, what do you call it? The Korean dramas that require English, you know, English dialogue and English actors. You don't need to do that shit. I mean, well, yeah, for Mr. Sunshine, I get it. You know, like for that movie, Operation Chromite, I get it. You know, you need some English uh, English speaking actors because you're you're playing, you know, the roles of General Patton, you know, and things like that, and they're, you know, officers. But you know, like for example, I forget in one of the Mr. Sunshine episodes. Uh, you know, there was a standoff at the American, uh, what do you call it, uh, consulate or legion or whatever you call it. And one of the guards was like, sir, you know, like an Amer- he's supposed to play a, a white American, you know. And he's like, sir, you know, there's a Japanese delegation outside. And I was like, what? what? Who talks like that? Who talks like that in the U.S.? You know? And on top of that, I, I you know, um, I don't know. It just it just feels weird when I hear that, and it it, it 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 takes me out of the drama. Whether that being said, I'm still gonna watch it because one, I'm a completist. I have an addictive personality, so I gotta see what happens to sexy ass jaw Ibiyan and T- Teddy or Eggy She or whatever they call her, you know. And that um, that that yakuza guy and his he the yakuza guy in Mr. Sunshine, if you watch it, he's like the quintessential like uh, 
he'd be like, I don't say punk rock, but you know what I mean? He's like that emo, he's an emo violent guy, which are, that emo violent people are probably the least fun to hang around with. You know what I'm saying? Like an emo violent guy. I wouldn't want to hang out with those fools. And that dude, emo violent guy, did not know uh, Japanese Yakuza back then where I make up either. That's the first. The other part about Mr. Sunshine I don't get, or I don't, you know, it just pulls me out of it, is the fact that almost all of the women got double eyelids. Uh, supposedly, it's, you know, this is set in the 1800s. So I doubt that the double eyelid surgery was popular in Korea. But uh, all them girls that are relatively, well, that play high class women, they got double eyelids. And they don't got cartilage in their ears, which means that they all got nose jobs. I've been in Korea so long that for me to see if a girl has a nose job, Instead of looking at her nose, I look at her ears. I'd be like, oh shit, that chicken got no cartilage. That, that bone right here, or that cartilage right here, she ain't got that shit. Which means it went straight to the nose. Now, it's, that's a little tip for you, uh, you folks out there. I mean, because I know some people who are not necessarily against plastic surgery, but kind of turned off by it. If you are turned off by it and you want to check, you know, aside from just asking, hey, did you get your face done, your nose done? Just look at her ear. Just look at her ear and be like, yeah, she got her nose done. Now, I'm used to it. I've been here for eight months now, so I'm like, all right, whatever. They're giving away I. Uh, double eyelid surgery like it's a graduation gift and shit, you know? Uh, in the States, the richer families uh, gave their kids cars for graduating high school. Here, they'd be like, yo, bam, double eyelid surgery. Cool. Nose job. Bam. Um, uh, what do you call it? Jawline, uh, jaw, to sharpen the jawline surgery, you know? Or, or <clears throat> they call it the V-line. So they want your um, your jaw and your like your chin, that line, to look like a V. Mine looks like a uh, a U, but a not even a it's a it's an uppercase U as I'm looking at, at it. But but apparently the V-line is what's in right now, right? The interesting thing is. Like, although plastic surgery is prevalent all over Seoul, the place where it's kind of like the, the center of it, the epicenter, like, similar to how downtown LA is the epicenter of homeless people, the epicenter of plastic surgery is in the Gangnam area, particularly in the Apujang area, right? So, it's so, pre- it's so prevalent that if you get out the subways in that area, the whole, all the ad, uh, uh, ads, the advertisements, 
Apparently, that's how you're supposed to say it. Not advertisements, but advertisements are um, are about for plastic surgery. Not only that, not only on the walls and posters or whatever, we're talking like if you go up the stairs, like every step is like an ad. You know what I'm saying? Go on the escalators and you see just plastic faces and be like, want to look like them? Come here. Ta-da! But in other areas, like for example, like Itaewon or Hongdae or Shincheon, you don't see the ads in the subway system. You know, you might see it on the bus. Actually, you might see a, a bus stop you know, and be like, yo, you see this plastic face monster? You want to look like this bitch? Call us. Um, by the way, Korean salesmanship is very different than back home. You know what I mean? Like here, they shame you into getting things done. You know what I mean? If you fat, they'd be like, yo, you fat. Here's some tea that makes you lose weight. You know, they're not your friends. Just a, it's just an old lady just popping out of her store going, hey, you look like you should lose 20 pounds. Here's some tea to help you do that shit. You pull that shit in the U.S., ooh, that's, that's some, you know, that'll make it, that'll make it somewhere on like, you know, some social media shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Kevin Shea, hilarious plastic face monster that just turned me on. Kevin Shea is in the house. Uh, everyone, big shout outs to Kevin Shea. He uh, did. Uh, he went. He was at Just for Laughs Montreal Comedy Festival, and I am trying to speak like a French Canadian. Um, hopefully, you did well, brother. Miss you. Um, now, the uh, like you know, again the salesmanship, like. I mean, I'm fat. I was fatter when I got here. But actually, I, I, matter of fact, I, I gained some weight. Anyway, I digress. But in Itaewon, there's a, there's a row of, of big and tall clothing stores. Because Itaewon is where all the Americans go. And, you know, stereotypically and factually, Americans are usually fatter. And so I'm walking down the street to meet my friend to go get some coffee. And I'm passing by the big and tall clothing store area. And every worker in there popped out and said, yo, we got clothes that fit you, baby. And I was like, fuck you. I'm just trying to go get some coffee, you dickhead. And that's kind of the reason why I lost some weight out here. Because I was like, <clears throat> I'm not going to get called. I am not going to. My goal is not to be healthier. My goal is to not get caught in the crosshairs of these motherfuckers trying to, you know, sell me a FUBU jacket. Uh, yes, I saw a FUBU jacket. I didn't even know that company still exists. Um, yeah, so the salesmanship's like that. Like, you know, the reason why I wear a hat, I mean, yeah, because I'm balding. It looks bad, right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I got that, like... Um, I look like a Jesuit monk, right? I got that shit going on, right? But it's not that I'm um, ashamed of it. It's that if I come, 
walk out this you know walk outside with without a hat on i'm gonna have motherfuckers going yo this cream is gonna help you grow that shitty fucking ball spot it could grow some hair on your head you know what i'm saying like you're gonna have just people just jumping out the woodworks yo this tea is gonna make your hair grow back bro and i know none of that shit works because if it did they wouldn't sell it on the street you know what i'm saying like, there is no, like, when people go, yo, try this cold medicine. This medicine is going to cure a cold. If it worked, this motherfucker wouldn't sell it on the street. You'd probably sell it, you know, make billions upon billions of dollars. Similarly with hair loss. You know how many men want their hair back? I want it back. But I can't. And... I mean, I, I do a bit about, like, I don't want to, like, tr- do hair transplants from other parts of my body just because um, the hair that's still there, they've been loyal, and I don't want to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to treat my loyal hairs the way the Raptors treated DeMar DeRozan. That's a shitty sports reference, but you'll get it. But on top of that, even if I got that shit done, even if I got that shit done, with my luck, with my luck, what if it doesn't take hold? You know what I'm saying? Whatever the reason I'm losing it, I put fucking new hair in, fucking, what is it, 10, 20 grand on top of my head. And then the uh, the new hair is like, yeah, this place sucks. And they all leave again. That's a waste of 20 grand. I ain't going to do that shit, you know? Some people say, why don't you shave it, Danny? Because I have a weird-shaped head. Now, Koreans believe to make your head shape pretty when you're a kid, what they would do is they would rotate you, you know, rotate your head while you're sleeping. So one day you sleep on your side, one day you sleep on the back, one day you sleep on the other side. And I said, that wouldn't make sense because that would make a cubed head. Matter of fact, they should they should just put the kid on like kind of like a rotisserie spit and just turn him over throughout the whole day. That'll mold his head into a perfect shaped head. But no, people think people think I'm I'm crazy. People go, "You're not Korean." That's why you don't understand. I said, "No, motherfucker, you never played with Play-Doh. That's not how shit works." Anyway. I'm ranting some crazy shit. I'm delirious. It is 3.40 here. I gotta go shut off. But thanks for listening. If any questions or comments, email us at caketowncowboys at gmail.com. My voice is going. It's available in Korea and in the U.S. So check it out. <clears throat> On the, in the U.S., it's available iTunes, Amazon, YouTube. Check that out. Korea, it's available on BOD platforms. It is also on the Mplex channel. So check that out. And, uh, yeah, also check out uh, Big Phony's movie, Fiction and Other Realities, if you have a chance. All right, talk to you later, fuckers. Bye.